1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, hope you're all well. Hanging out here at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. Love for you to come by, hang out with us. All kinds of great furniture deals going on as we speak. A lot of good people down here. And uh, Hans just got a big box of Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. No, I, I didn't. You know what to do. We did. <laughs> I don't want to act like, look, this isn't my first rodeo. This white and green box, is, it's not the first time I had this thing buried in my arms. <laughs> oh, Scotty, they're, they're, the, they're the cream filled. Oh, boy. We're, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Do you want to go to break? No, no. In fact, we okay. get to talk to our next guest right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Hanging out on the uh, T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's the head coach of the Weber State Wildcats, uh, Jay Hill. Jay, how you doing? Hey, coach. I'm doing good. That's why I love Scotty because when I come on, he wants to talk and Hans wants to go to break. Hey, I'm going to let Scotty handle this interview. Um, Coach, if you've got any questions for me, you just <laughs> – He's got a big box of Krispy Kremes. He's, he's shutting down I for the segment. I can't believe Hans wanted to go to break when he heard it was me. <laughs> I, I wish you could see our, our table right now, Coach Hill. It is jam-packed with some of the most amazing – we've got eclairs and donuts and – that fresh smoked ribs that just came off of a Traeger a listener brought in. So if you're hungry, get down here. We, we got you fed. Where, where are you at? I'll come see you because I got nothing else to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> down oh, here at the man. warehouse in Orem. And, Coach, let's talk about that a little Dang. bit. I, I got to imagine you kind of felt like this was in the works for a while. Well, I think we spoke recently where I thought for sure two or three weeks ago this was happening. Our team looked good. We were getting through the COVID issues, in my opinion, pretty well, and we had proved we could handle it. The, the dilemma is where we're at geographically, we're just experiencing something so different than a lot of the other schools within the conference. And when push comes to shove, there was half the teams that just couldn't do it. I'm curious about how the players were informed and how they handled it and, and when they were informed. Well, in my opinion, that's been one of the biggest tragedies in this whole thing is that the players haven't known. The co I haven't known. So yesterday, here's the reality is the word started breaking that the season had been canceled, and I hadn't even heard from our president, our AD, and the president hadn't even gone into his meetings yet. And so the word gets out, and the word, and it, wasn't, it hadn't even happened yet. And our, I think our administration all along did such a phenomenal job of fighting to the bitter end to get it done. Uh, but that wasn't the case everywhere, in my opinion. And it's just that's, that's the discrepancy. It's whole, so hard to blame anyone because everybody's in such different, uh, just different tones of what's going on right now. I mean, you, you bring up a good point. Here in Utah and Idaho and Montana – uh, you guys can go and you guys can play some games. Um, I think in California, you can't even uh, throw a football right now without finding a way to sanitize the ball while it's in the air. And it just, I mean, those, it's just such a, a nightmare situation for the conference. And, and I got to imagine there are probably some considerations of, of letting you guys go and, and maybe try to play a couple of games in the fall. Have you heard anything about that? Well, so that was the deal is there were so many things on the table. One of them was just push everything to the spring. 
One of them was do everything we can to play this fall, and if it gets shut down, we get it, we'll pick up the rest in the spring. And then there was one model to say, let's try to get maybe two or three non-conference games. We'll pick up all the conference games in the spring and then do the championship there. And the reality is we don't know exactly what's going to happen other than we're, we're done this fall. And I would say the big majority of FCS is because it's just going to become a nightmare to find any game that has any value. And then how do you justify that playing those couple games and then just shutting it down for five months and then picking back up? It's, it's going to be really hard to justify why you're doing that to the players. Yeah, especially when they're already upside down. I, I can't even imagine being on your roster right now, Coach, and having that team meeting and being told this. And, and you've got you've got a lot of guys on this team that could go elsewhere right now and play at the FBS level. Are you worried that any of them might try to transfer out and find a, a place to go play really quickly? No, I don't think so. Just because to be able to do that, most of them would have to be graduated. And the reality is every, not everybody's out of the woods right now. It's, you might make that transfer in the next day that that school gets shut down. Yeah. And – we, we had a kid that did the, that exact thing is he left us and went to another school and that, they were in the colonial athletic conference and they got shut down before us. And then he had nowhere to go. And then who knows? And then, so then he goes to another school and they, they might get shut down too. You just in today's climate, it's going to be hard for anybody to go based on the geographic regions and what you have to overcome is a huge hurdle. And I just went through it. I thought we were going to do it eight days ago. Wow. Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State, kind enough to join us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It does seem, though, that, you know, like when, uh, you know, the, the Ivy League announced that they were shutting down in the fall, but they, they said, you know, we'll, we'll consider playing in the spring. It just kind of felt like it was just kind of uh, they weren't really overly serious about it. But the, the vibe I've got from uh, talking to some people around the conference is that you guys really want to push uh, the NCAA to, uh, to sponsor a championship in the spring. As long as it can be safe and healthy for the players, I'm all for it. If they can come up with a model that I'm convinced of, then I want to do it. But it's got to take into consideration the players. Because right now, I'm heartbroken for them. Our our guys worked their guts out since June 7th to get to now. And this is maybe one of the best teams I've had. And, And we were looking like a legit contender. And to have it taken away from them right now just breaks my heart and to to say that we're just going to jump in the spring, we've got some stuff to iron out, and I hope we can do it. I really do because these players deserve to have this season. I'm almost at a loss for words, Coach, because I, I can't help but put myself in those shoes and the level of devastation, especially for your older guys. Do you believe that if you didn't get a spring and you don't get this fall, do you believe that – these guys are going to get another year of eligibility, a hardship year if they're seniors? Oh, yeah. I, I just don't think the NCAA could do that to them. And I know our administration and myself, we don't want to do that to them. So, so we're going to do everything in our power to fight and claw and dig for these guys to make sure that, it's, that we do it right for them. And uh, we, we owe it to them. They've given me way too much to not fight for them at this stage. I mean – They've just given me too much personally to not turn around and reciprocate that. What would that take, 
Coach Hill, in, in terms of being able to expand scholarship opportunities with an incoming freshman class, would would that just be um, would that just be the NCAA? Would that be each university having to agree to expand those scholarship opportunities? Well, my personal opinion is they can't expand it too far, and so it's going to be it's going to have to be something like you really now have two senior classes stacked on top of each other. And then you're going to have a freshman class coming in that you're already going to have. The ones that are going to get hosed a little bit are this year's seniors to be high school seniors right now because there's just not going to be that many scholarships out there. And I think we're going to be able to manage the rosters based on what's currently on our team. The NCAA is going to have to allow us to do that because we've already signed them. But it's going to make it to where it's going to be harder to sign more guys in the future, like next year's class. That's the reality. I don't think there's going to be many signees in that class. Jay Hill joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Uh, have you had a chance to, I mean, to meet with your kids, to talk to them about this at all? Or is it still, I mean, I, what, what's the communication been like with your team? Well, last night, when we, so we had a walkthrough yesterday, and I told those guys, hey, to, starting, starting tomorrow, the plan is to still, we're still going. And our season was not canceled till this morning. And so we met this morning and had a walkthrough, and we did some things in hopes that we could still go. I owe that to the players to continue to have hope and fight and claw and dig and have those guys ready if we play this fall. And then the word came down that that wasn't going to happen. And so I met with them this morning right after this walkthrough, and they were heartbroken. You could tell. I mean, they, they've just given it their all the last two and a half months. And uh, it just, it's unfortunate that it's ending this way. But, again, I, I mean, I don't want to be a doom and gloom guy. I refuse to do it. I mean, we're, they're going to get to play their year. They're going to get to play this year. It, it might be next spring. It might be next fall. But – we're going to fight like crazy to make it right for them. And things will mellow out at some point. I don't know when that is, but things will mellow out and we'll be able to get back to normal. That's why people come and play for you, Coach. You've got this amazing optimism, and, and you know, you got me convinced and Scotty convinced, and, and I would really appreciate that if I was a player on that roster right now because you'd need something to look forward to. You know, with your experience, Coach, and, and, what, and, and now what you've seen – canceled out the 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 division one fcs are are you wondering how now the fbs is even going to move forward with you know what what you guys couldn't face what they think they can well the 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 good thing they have is most of them have already got big testing protocol set up and i think that there's a in a way they can i don't want to say they can social distance their guys better but in a way, they might be able to, for sure, better than some of the teams in our conference could. Uh, our new facility helped a lot with that. But, like, if you're at the University of Utah, they can put them in those bigger rooms and social distance them pretty good. And they've got such good testing procedures that if anyone can pull it off, it's those guys. And I hope and pray they can, just because I don't want to see anyone have to go through what our players are going through right now. Uh, but I don't know. There's some enormous hurdles to overcome. All you got to do is look at Major League Baseball and see the struggles they're having right now and know that this is real. It's not like it's just some easy jump and you're over the hurdle. Mm. 
Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And, and again, not not trying to pile on, uh, but, but you know, you look at that roster you had and you look at the expectations and you look at just how good this team had a chance to become and, and the goals. Uh, you're right. These kids deserve to play and these kids deserve an opportunity because uh, just looking across the country, I mean, you guys were right there with anybody for a chance to win a national championship. Well, and I think so. The good thing is, is I believe that that is what's binding these players together, and they're saying the same thing I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's this fall or this spring. Let us have a chance to go after some people, and if I can keep them all together, we got a chance to be good no matter when it is. It's just we might have to wait a couple months. But I think that belief that those players have in each other and they know how good we can be will keep them tightly bound together and they'll keep busting their butt if it's the next six months that they got to do it before we get to play great i think they'll do it because they believe in each other you know i think i'm trying to look at the positive of things along with you coach and and i think one of the positives is maybe upon a restart maybe there is some vaccination maybe maybe this thing does calm down enough to put fans in that stadium because this team deserves to have fans watching them this this team was set up to be an entertaining big time big play making team and it'd be nice to have fans when this does resume for you no i agree uh, I, sh- I shouldn't admit to where i was eating lunch today but i went in, i walked into popeyes and there was actually some of my assistant coaches in there and, and there were so many weaver fans and they were just heartbroken that they don't get to go to the games and their season ticket holders and we owe it to our fans, I believe, all across college athletics to do everything we can to find a way to make it safe for them, make it safe for the players, and to resume what we know is the game that we love. You go regular or spicy there? <laughs> I'm a spicy guy. There sure. you go. I'm a nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like uh, it. Uh, I like to order the coleslaw and put it on top of the spicy. I do like See? a, a, a on the sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's really good. And then I, I need to go hang out on. I need to go hang out on a beach like in Mexico with hands and let him just order for me. I'll bet he could do some <laughs> some damage for me. <laughs> we we would regret every decision. Hands is, it's like the yeah. two of you recreating the end of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> hands is on a boat. Coach Hill comes up. Hope is a dangerous thing, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, so, exactly. So going forward, um, I, and I'm not exactly sure where Weber State is as a university, but are you going to want to try to keep kids on campus or send them home for, for fall to distance learn? How, how do you want to handle this going forward? It depends on what rules they come out, up with for us. Uh, ideally, I want to keep them around because the players need to be around. They need to be in school. They need to be productive. They need to be working out. Otherwise, sitting at home being lazy and just, expecting a free stipend check or that's just not the way the world works and my personal opinion of the world right now is we always need to get our butts back to work and get doing what we're supposed to do and and start trying to to move the needle again uh instead of being content with just not having anything to do uh, i I, just, I really believe that and i saw the last three weeks when we got to start doing walkthroughs and being with the players again and doing workouts, the light came in in their, on, in their eyes and the coaches. And the last three weeks was awesome again because I felt like a football coach. 
And the same with your staff as well, Coach. I, I got to imagine that uh, there's some meetings and stuff there, but staff will all remain on campus. And I, I, I got to imagine that's a big concern for you. It is. Uh, first and foremost, I want to look after the players and then the staff. And that's been a huge concern of mine over the last couple weeks. And I've met with administration. That's one thing I'm grateful for. We have an unbelievable administration that's worked. They fought for the season. They're fighting for the players and the coaches right now. And, and under hard circumstances, they continue to fight for us. I'm grateful to, you know, work for an institution like that. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. I know it's been a difficult day for you, but thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, let's uh, let's stay in touch. Let's do this again here soon, and hopefully we're talking about real games here in the next couple months. Okay. We might be able to go golfing now. I don't know what the heck else I'm going to do to fill all my time the next month or so so let's go come golf up. one day i'll, I'll come up right. north to that torturous course of yours coach i mean are you able to go hit like uh if high school football goes on i guess same restrictions apply can you can you really put the emphasis on high school recruiting now that you got a little bit more time on your hands you can't because we're in a dead period all the way yeah through that's the right proposal yeah. right now it's september 31st and then i've heard it's probably going to get extended all the way into november so oh, geez. right now they're not letting us do anything with recruiting either. It's just it, it's a real challenge for what we're up against right now. Wait, a dead period all the way through nearly the end of the high school season? Yep. That's the plan because if some teams are playing and some teams aren't, it's not fair to those who are playing that the other teams yeah. get an enormous jump start on them in recruiting. So the NCAA will find a way to try to make that fair. Um, and I get that. I totally understand it. So. Yeah, makes sense. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Thanks again well, for your time. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you. you Thanks, Coach. It. Jay Hill, head coach at Weber State. Rough day for him and his program. They're going to bounce back, though, whether it's spring or next fall. Get those kids another year of eligibility. They're going to be just fine. Okay, but picture yourself being Jay. These guys have been working since, was it June 7th? Yeah. June 8th? I think it was the first weekend in June, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because he just mentioned it, you know, that they'd been working that long, or was it May? No, it was June. No, it was June. Yeah. And you're, you, they were supposed to start camp today, and they found out this morning, on the day that camp was supposed to start, and you still had a walkthrough because you're like, uh, you know, maybe a miracle happens, and you bring all your kids in for the walkthrough, and then the final word comes down, and you got to tell these guys that have put in all this work and seniors that. Pr- I know Coach Hill is giving a pretty optimistic view of it. It's going to be really difficult to, to retain some of these guys, give them another year of eligibility, and try to keep this roster intact. Man, I to have to tell them that. But you wouldn't – I don't think the normal person out there driving around might not have the exact sense of how difficult that would be to put all that time and energy and work and effort and all this growth. You could be a – a fifth-year guy, you know, sitting through a red shirt that's coming into your senior year, and you're sitting down now today, this morning, having the realization that I'm not playing. Yeah, We've got the best team in all of FCS when I'm not playing right now. Like, that's it's a tough pill to swallow. A tough day. My heart goes out to the parents of those kids. My heart goes out to those kids, and I hope they're able to overcome it. 324, Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Tom from the warehouse, kind enough to hang out with us again. How are you, sir? Good. 
that sucks and not through a straw. Yeah. Oh, well, that's sad. It's about as brutal as it gets. So is there any way you could put something together to try to boost spirits? Let's do it. How about a queen adjustable bed, the motorized base okay. with a gel-infused memory foam mattress, the entire package, $599. <laughs> Under 600 bucks, And motorized adjust? When we talk adjustable base, hands, yeah. they're always motorized. This is a motorized head-up adjustable base with a queen gel-infused memory foam mattress. The memory foam mattress at most places in Salt Lake are $899 to $1299. We are doing the entire package, including the adjustable bed, $599. $599. I love hanging out with you, but it, it just depresses me sometimes. After you consider what you paid for on previous things before you met Tom. And so my PSA, my public service announcement to all of you out there is if you are even remotely thinking of any kind of furniture, any kind of bed, you need to see Tom first. Just do yourself a favor. You got to see Tom or the, else you'll hear this again and you'll just be kicking yourself. That's true. That's, over that's and over the and over best again. validation. Let me tell you, your buddy Lloyd. Yeah. Lloyd's yeah, that's mom. A little, that's a little bit of a acquaintance. Lloyd. Acquaintance. Coworker. I love Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd, they're throwing you under the bus. I am not letting it happen. <laughs> Lloyd's mom and dad came in, and we got Lloyd's mom and dad an adjustable bed. The mattresses that they got are like $3,400 for just the mattresses. And then the base on top of that is like 2400 bucks. I got them the entire deal out the door. For about two grand. What? <laughs> now that's friends and family price. Yeah. But because this radio station is like family. Yeah. I'm going to do that same deal. I'm going to do a king, split king, adjustable bed. I've got two mattresses to choose from. I've got a gel infused memory foam and I've got a hybrid. Your choice. Come lay on it. I'm going to do it today and tomorrow and Monday only. Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Is is that at this location or is that it? We'll, we'll do it tomorrow at the new location. We're going to be soft open. We're we're ready to open, kind of, but not kind of, because I have five truckloads coming. But I have the entire adjustable beds section set up, so we'll sell you adjustable beds if you want to come see them in Salt Lake. That new address is eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. We will not. The doors will not be open till tomorrow at eleven. Give us time to finish a little vacuuming, maybe. Yeah. Christopher and Clayton, it's so, kind of messy when they set up. So that place is going to be It's incredible. so beautiful. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to get you a picture to just tease it. Yeah, I, I love it. it. Yeah, we'd love Before to see it. Before and after. You're, you're, I told you, boom, will yeah. blow you away. You're fired, you're fired up over this. It's nice. That's awesome. Good for you. It's nice. You Come and see it. us in Orem, 86 East. University Parkway, it's the old Toys R Us. It's so easy to get to. And then Salt Lake tomorrow after 11, 1825 South, 300 West. You'll love this new store. Can't wait to get down there and check it out. Again, we're at 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Got a ton of jazz gear. You come by, we've got shirts, all kinds of stuff. Come by, snag that gear. It's yours, first come, first serve, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. 
Good to bad, the ugly right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Kansas Scotty, thanks for making us part of your afternoon. Yes, that's right. I know you're used to hearing the big show, but, you know, they let us hang out. Jake and uh, Gordon were doing the jazz pre-half and post today, so we thought that, you know, look, if our show gets blown out, might as well help those guys out a little bit. Yeah. Plus, we get to hang out with Tom. Nothing better than that. We're, we're actually – doing the show from these beautiful leather recliners that it's almost like they've got air conditioning coming out the backside of them. Like these are, that's not a bad idea. These are pretty incredible, man. Air conditioning infused sofas. Wouldn't that be nice? I bet, I bet Tom has something like that. And I'll bet it's like 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) His, his prices here are absolutely mind blowing. Uh, so, all right, so good, bad, the ugly right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Um, I did want to uh, – I, I do think it's important to talk about a little bit in terms of the Big Sky Conference. We just talked to Jay Hill. Uh, I, I do know for a fact in talking to people around the conference that while I know if you're a Weber State fan or a Southern Utah fan, you're a little bummed out right now, I know that this conference is really, really committed to playing in the spring. And it is something that they are pushing. You've already heard uh, some of their management. Uh, and, in fact, we're going to hear from the commissioner of the Big Sky Conference coming up today at 430. But they're dead set on finding a way to play uh, in the spring because they want, they, want to, uh, they want to have a season. And I think it would certainly help with eligibility issues, too, if you could find a way to play and get games under your belt and then play another season next year. Well, it felt like Jay was pretty set on one way or the other getting a season yeah. in for these seniors. But dealing with all the eligibility nightmares that come along with giving everybody just another year and then starting again in the fall, and I, I would say that your main priority right now is to find a way to play in the spring. And I know that the big sky right now is very committed to doing that. It would be better for him. But it was weird when we asked Jay, you know, maybe one or two times – Jay felt he he wasn't ready to commit to that, was he? And say no, no, <clears throat> and say that the spring is is going to happen. Uh, and and I think that that is that is the case because nobody really knows, yeah. you know. I, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be worked out. And I'm sure some people are more optimistic than others that it's going to happen. But I do believe that that is a conference that is going to petition. And they're going to work. And that's why I think a lot of other conferences at the FCS level were just like, you know what, we're, we're, we're postponing. Because I think all of them are committed to playing in the spring and realizing, okay, we can't have half of us in the fall and half of us in the spring and play any kind of a championship. We all need to be on the same page. So there's a certain unity going on at the FCS level where they're like, look, let's all get together. Let's all just shut it down for the fall, let's come back, start camp in January, start playing games in February, and begin our playoffs in April. I got the feel from Jay that they're, they're not going to play any out-of-conference games in fall. Didn't seem that way. And that was a rumor was that was floating around it. quite a bit, yeah. Which I understood. You know, when you brought that up to me yesterday, I, I felt like that would be really difficult to do, to get your guys prepared, then shut it down for a few months and try to come back for a spring season would be really tough. Now they did. They did note, and I, 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 I they did note that, uh, and we'll talk to Tom Wister a little bit about this. I think that that may have been the original plan, is to allow teams the flexibility if they wanted to, and if they could make money, with and it. if they can make money, go ahead and play a non-conference game or two, and then we'll play again in the spring. And that may have been put on the back burner. So you know, when, once you get school presidents involved. 
and they're the ones that have all the power, and they're the ones that have the final say. They can change things up pretty quick. All right, there's your good. Let's uh, let's get to the bad. Now the bad. It's a pretty bummer situation. I, I don't, you know, you never know the specifics on it, and you, it's really tough to take accusations because what's going on at Texas Tech right now is kind of strange. At first, this Texas Tech women's basketball coach kind of had the backing of the athletic director, but today Marlene Strawlings has been fired as the Texas Tech women's basketball coach. I was just looking at this. Um, Emma Merriweather said that during a meeting with Stolling's strength and conditioning coach, she was forced to step on a scale, and then she was berated for her weight and multiple other issues. And initially, Scotty, school athletic director Kirby Hocutt defended Stolling's program as well. But in a statement yesterday, uh, he said he was going to fire the 45-year-old coach, promised to reveal more details and news in a conference today. I, I don't know if that conference has happened. I have not seen the news in regards to what happened. But there's about 10 former players that have come forward with different claims of abuse and you know I've, I've read through the different claims of abuse um, some said that they described her acts as torture and it's always tough man because you know as a coach you, it's tough to know how far to push a player and it's it's tough to know how far you can go to try to motivate them motivate them to get off their butt to play harder to become better and it sounds like this coach Stolings was a fiery, no nonsense, and maybe over the top, yeah, type of coach, and now she's been fired for it. Is it safe to say that you? Because I know I did. Um, did you have a coach? And you don't have to go specifics. You don't have to tell me what level, whatever the case might be. Did you ever have a coach that? if they were coaching right now in this day and age, would probably be fired? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Multiple. Yeah. Which is – And I'm not saying that this, those are the good old days, by the way. No. But th- this is my opinion. Uh, I'm grateful that those coaches had the leeway to do what they did to me because I, I learned through it. But but it never went, it never went to the point – it, it was insulting. I was called multiple names. Yeah. And, you know, this this girl said that they put her on a scale and she was overweight and they called her some names and, and made fun of her. She said it was horrible that she's had to go to counseling. And, you know, that happens to a football player quite often. Now, it's different for guys to girls, I, I would imagine. You know, to tell, to tell an offensive lineman, dude, you're overweight and we're going to find you every day until you're underweight. Because that's what happens in the NFL. You're put on a scale and your weight is judged every yeah, day. Everybody sees it. But, you know, I know that you were mocked by coaches. I was definitely mocked. I was called all kinds of names. Oh, yeah. We all were. I was um, torched. <laughs> and so it's tough for me because I don't know what the line is. It's very blurry for me. And that's why I, I've tried to stay away from coaching. I, 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 I really... I can look in the mirror and I could say to myself, I would not be a good coach. And I would probably, well, I did end up fired. Coached one season and I was fired within six weeks for throwing tongue rings into an alfalfa pasture. Because I, I, it, was, it, was, it, it was explicit to these kids, don't wear jewelry. 
And the kid that was playing center for me, I had some type of – he loved tongue rings. And he wore one, and I said, take that out. And he took it out, and I threw it. And he told his parents, and I guess it was a, an expensive tongue ring. And I said, don't wear another one. And he wore it the next day. And I took that one out, and I threw it. And that was it, man. You can't do that. I can't believe you got fired for that. Well, there were a few other things. There, there were three other things, but, and and you know I have my first practice tomorrow, coaching the nine-year-old black <laughs> football team. You're gonna get fired. Don't put these kids on scales and make comments. Don't yeah. Don't throw their tongue rings. <laughs> no, if they've got a tongue ring, you respect what their parents allowed them to do. <laughs> it's just one game. We got practice tomorrow morning, and then one game, and then and then I'm and then I'm done. Don't get fired on your one day. <laughs> it's my day off. <laughs> yeah, you get fired on your day off, Smokey. All right. Uh, there's the bad. Let's get to the ugly. And, of course, the ugly. Good, the bad, the ugly. Ex-NFLer Justin Bannon has pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity in his attempted murder case after the defensive lineman allegedly shot a woman in the back back in 2019. 41-year-old Bannon, who played 11 years in the NFL, was arrested and charged with first-degree murder, assault, and burglary back in 2019 after he shot a woman in the shoulder in Boulder, Colorado. The woman survived. She's suing Bannon over the shooting, and he's also being prosecuted criminally and faces serious prison time if convicted. Uh, Officials say at the time of his arrest, Bannon told a bizarre story about how he was on the run from the Russian mafia. He had ditched his cell phone over fears he was being tracked. Uh, Bannon also claimed he didn't and he didn't want to fire his weapon. He didn't intend to do, uh, claiming the shooting was an accident. And he never uh, intentionally targeted the female victim. Uh, the officials say the woman had worked in the same building as Bannon. They didn't really know each other. This guy's 6'3", 310. Big boy, defensive lineman. And was carrying a rolled-up $20 bill, which later tested positive for cocaine. Bannon is now set to undergo a mental health evaluation at a state hospital. Yeah. Remember, this guy was a star football player in college at Colorado. Uh, went in the fifth round of the Bills in the 2002 draft, played 11 years. Yeah, he was a beast. I, I Scotty, I cannot tell you how much mental illness I saw when I was in professional sports, whether it was the NFL or the AFL. You come across guys that are mentally unstable. I told you the story about being – in that, uh, at the swim club in Phoenix with yeah. Donovan McNabb and, and a couple of these NFL guys, we'd go there and we'd train before the season. And we had a quarterback that came out of Eastern Michigan. And he was supposed to be a draftable quarterback. He was there. He and I were coming out of our senior seasons, getting ready for our rookie seasons in the NFL. And he had a, a mental meltdown. Yeah. And he tried to kill his agent. Oh, in, in in the parking lot of our hotel that we were in. And his agent locked himself in the car, and he grabbed a center block, and he went to work on the car, busted in the front window. Starting defense. The agent calls the yeah, – no, that's not a bad – that's not a good one. The agent calls the cops. Four cop cars show up. This dude totally – you know, I don't want to use the word beats up because he didn't beat him up, but they tried to – yeah. Get him and he shook him off and he threw some swings and he was gone. Like this guy had just he just melted down. And that that's just one. You we, think it's a concussions? Like what do you think it is? Well, we had one guy when I was with the Colts 
and I, I wish I had some of our, my teammates that could back me up on this. He's sitting in the back row during one of our team meetings, and all of a sudden he stands up as though he's prompted by God to start a sermon. And he just starts testifying and telling all of us that we're sinners. And, like, he's going into this almost, like, deep, like, his eyes weren't there. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what's what's going on with him? It might be the concussions. Is it the pressure, you think? I mean, I think that with uh, with Travis, with this quarterback, I think it was the pressure. I think his his brain just finally quit, and the pressure of trying to be an NFL quarterback and doing everything right just hit a wall. And, and his dad actually came to Phoenix where we were, and I got to talk to his dad, and he was he was put in an institute for a long time wow. to, to recover. It, you know, mental illness is real. And I know a lot of people could look at this and be like, oh, he's just trying to get out of shooting this woman. We can't just dismiss it. You saw enough of it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I saw I saw enough. I had to play against Alonzo Spellman. Yeah. Alonzo Spellman is the, is the classic. And if you, if you go look at Alonzo, this guy was – this guy was all everything in the world of football. And he ended up in the AFL. And I remember getting ready to play. I think he was playing for Vegas. I remember getting ready to play him and being like, man, I, I just, I hope I get this Alonzo and not that Alonzo. Because you, you, there, there were two types of Alonzo. There were the ones you could play football against. And then there's one that you're afraid you're going to fight, a fist fight every play. So I, I, I saw it enough, Scotty, that mental illness is real with these professional athletes. And you do got to gotta sit back and you got to take this into account with this guy and see, did he really think he was at Russians were after him? And he ditched his phone? This guy could have been in a complete psychotic episode. So hopefully they, they go through this and get to the bottom of He's pled insanity, right? Yeah. Is that yep. what you said? Yep, not guilty due to insanity. These mental episodes are scary. Man. Well, I mean, I hope you're okay with me using you as an example. I mean, you're, I, I mean, we would like, we have some fun on the radio and stuff like that, but you're one of the most well adjusted, normal people on the planet. I mean, easygoing, fun. I mean, you're just a good dude to hang out with. But when we talk about NFL training camp and hard knocks and stuff like that, I mean, I see you, and, and when you start to go back and think about that, yeah, you don't go to a good place. No, it's, to- it's terrible. And so the fact that that you're you know you're one of the most well-adjusted people I've ever met, and but yet it puts you in a bad spot. Yeah. I can't imagine if somebody is already predisposed to to, to mental illness it'll and you put em. them in that situation, it could very well break them it, for sure. It, it'll break them. And, and uh, I know of a, a former University of Utah player that was a draft pick that went to camp, and right in the middle of the camp, he broke. Yeah. He he broke and and he was getting paid and he was a draft pick and he left and they could not find him and they were worried about his health and he had just decided right in the middle of camp he's like no nope, done and left because it, it, something had just clicked in his brain that this this is not okay what's no. happening is not okay so these guys are under a lot of pressure professional athletes are under a lot of pressure and and you know you, you hope that. You hope that they he can get the help he needs, and you hope those that are dealing with the mental illness can get the help they need. I actually think it's pretty pretty prevalent. Yeah, that's an interesting point. 
Hans and Scotty, this is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. That's your good, the bad, the ugly. Brought to you by Zero Res. Get three rooms of carpet clean for just $33 per room, and the fourth room is free. Again, call 801-288-9376. All right. Um, I'm not it's, – it's kind of a combination of uh, whole world news and not sports report. You know, and, okay. and, and, and you know, I think that the big show believes that we ripped off not sports report when we started whole world news. Well, in reality, when I built this original big show, I actually stole not sports report from an, a, a radio show that I listened to a lot in California. So the not sports report has already been stolen. Oh, I thought it was Dallas. No, 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 no. It was uh, Petros. Oh, his show. They do a not sports report. Well, believe it or not, I, I think that uh, sports radio and news radio have been doing crazy stories about crazy yes. things. It's just how you package it. Yeah, exactly. So, so we decided to package it as whole world. Yeah. So whole world news slash not sports report. Although I intended the not sports report to be kind of like a pop culture. Like, hey, what movies are coming yeah. out? What yeah. music? Hey, did you hear that new Cardi B song? It's really crazy. You know, all this other stuff. And uh, instead, Gordon just turned it into... Shark attacks. Yeah, like so, somebody died in Zimbabwe because he was eaten by a rhinoceros. Yeah. How crazy is that? And and rhinos and sharks are SOBs. Yes. Just, they're just the worst. what it turned into. Hans and Scotty live here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come by, hang out with us. Incredible deals. These everything's priced to move right here on 97.5, 1280 the zone. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 the zone. I know you're upset. You wanted Jake and Gordon. We did too. But hey, they were doing jazz stuff all day today. So we thought, you know, look, we'll help you out. We'll do the big show. And uh, and then, but I know you're freaking out a little bit. They'll be back on Monday. It's going to be okay. We'll get through it. Did you say I know I know you wanted the big show? We wanted it too. Well, I always like listen to the big show, you know, so I'm disappointed with what's on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> right now? Get these guys off the radio. I know. Have you seen all these tweets? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Hey, I don't care if you do tweet at me that we suck and you miss Gordon. We love you. Yes, we still like you. Absolutely. I'm going to completely disregard your tweet. I'm going to believe that that was all out of out of love. Yes. Hey, uh, whole world news right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And, and I guess a, a hybrid with uh, with the Not Sports Report as well. And uh, which, by the way, is always brought to you by your buddies over at the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. So one of my favorite things to do in whole world news is to talk about how random some of these jackpot winners are when when we're talking about like um the scratch off tickets or we're talking about the the lottery. Yeah. This man in Michigan said that he had a leaky car tire and so he had to pull over in I uh, Inoa County and he stopped at the mobile gas station in Weberville because he was having trouble keeping his tire inflated. Here's a quote from him. I was having trouble with the tire going low in my car, so I stopped to fill it up, decided to buy a sandwich, and that's when I bought the ticket. I scratched the ticket in my car, and I could not believe it. This man won 1 
million. Whoa, he won a million dollars on a scratch a ticket. A million dollar jackpot scratch ticket. Scratchers don't go up to a million. So this one does. It's a ten dollar scratcher ticket, and it is one of the very rare. I don't know. One of the very rare scratcher tickets. It actually there's a one more there's one prize above that and it's a three million dollar scratch but this this million dollar was considered the the jackpot for the scratch ticket. Wow, it's the best leaky tire you ever could have dreamed of. Could you imagine? I, and I've been known to buy a scratch ticket or two. Oh, I bought a ton of them. You know, you're driving through Idaho. Yeah. You can't get them here in Utah, but it's fun. You know, you get like near Snowville and out. Yep. Uh, kind of towards your area, Declo, and you can pull over and get a scratch ticket. I think the most I've ever won is ten dollars. Yeah, ten, twenty bucks maybe. Um, I was with Justin Inna, uh, former Utah State D coordinator. I think he's uh, linebackers coach. Yeah, and he bought one. I think he won three hundred bucks. And I was with him, and I was like, "Hey, that's." But that's probably the most I've ever seen. Could you imagine a million dollars scratching off and finding a million dollars? You ever see those fake ones that people will hand out at parties and stuff like that? Like, oh, I went up to Idaho, and it'll be like. I found one of those and gave it to one of my kids. I'm like, yeah, this you was. You did? Yeah, I go, because my wife and I, that's what we, you know, when we were first married and we yeah. would run up to Preston, buy a lottery ticket. And I'm like, and we were cleaning out some old stuff. I'm like, oh, I found this old lottery ticket we never we never used. And it was 50000 Uh huh. And I gave it to my son and he's just like, you guys could have had $50,000. <laughs> which one? Which one Brooks. did you bring? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Yeah. Oh, because he's he's such a good-hearted kid. He just believed that his dad oh, was, was only fair and honest yep. with him. No way his dad would prank him. Oh, and yeah, we did. That's good. All right, Howard Beck's going to join us coming up in about seven minutes from right now. Talk a little NBA hoops with him. But Tom's hanging out with us right now as we are here at the warehouse. You know, Tom, I, I've I've noticed some of the clientele come in here, and I've seen what what appears to be you know some young newly married couples that are probably looking for some furniture and you know we've talked about some incredible savings on you know some of the higher end stuff you probably have some things where if you're just married and you're just you know you're just trying to put your first house together your first apartment together where people can really save a ton of money down here we don't like to save people money what are you talking about i I, we talked about it last break Uh, the queen if you are a newlywed Uh and you need a bed uh, especially if you are a Utah County student. Do you know how many students there are at UVU? No, I know. I've heard, including online, it's like 60,000. Uh, they outpace it because BYU is what, 40,000? I think BYU is like 32 to 35,000. Uh, okay. Oh, they're way bigger. Utah, Utah Valley is the biggest university in Utah by far, including their online students. There's like 60,000 students. So let's say you need a bed. Just got married, okay. and you don't have a lot of money. You go across it. You go next door. You go across the street. You go up the street for a queen mattress. Cheap is five hundred bucks. Yeah. Nice is eleven hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Great is twenty two hundred bucks. I'm going to sell you a gel infused memory foam, incredible mattress, with an adjustable bed for five ninety nine. That's with the adjustable bed. That's, that's with that's the adjustable. motorized bed. I can't believe that, man. You can't. You really can't get a mattress for even. You know, the mattress is going to be. If you want eighteen hundred bucks, two thousand. If you want something cheaper, I've got a queen I can sell you for two forty nine. 
Jeez. It's the one everybody's three ninety nine. Yeah, that's um, that's incredible. So it, whatever whatever your budget is, but if you're looking for the best, if you're looking for the adjustable bed, and you've been to the home show, or you've been to our competitors, or you've been to the big boys, and quote unquote, nobody beats our price. Yeah. I have the bed that they have for fifty nine hundred dollars on sale, for nineteen ninety nine today, king split adjustable bed made by Liggett and Platt. I'm not talking no-name import from it's the good Timbuktu. Yeah. I'm talking really nice name brand, full warranty. A lot of people say that these things have warranty. Of course, full factory warranty. Had a lady just call, and she had um, her adjustable bed. wasn't working, so the first thing I do, check your remote and change the batteries. <laughs> it solved the problem. But if there's a problem, you call us. We'll take care of the service for the first year. Then it's got full factory warranty. The bed that I'm advertising for 19.9 has a 10-year warranty. It's wow. the best warranty in the industry. Now I promised you a little tease. Yeah, we're going to soft open our store tomorrow in Salt Lake. 11 o'clock. And when I told you I was going to blow you away, mm-hmm. this is the front showroom. Before. Oh. Okay. Cleared out. Okay. Torn apart. Five offices had to be torn out. This is the front showroom. And it's still, boom. Oh, how beautiful is that? Holy smokes. Man, you guys have really made that incredible. Back 20,000 square feet. Before? Yeah. That's the disaster zone. That's that's the main room right there. A lot of space, though. 20,000 square foot showroom. Oh, oh! Wow, you guys have really yeah. This, this facility is going to be incredible for you. Let me tell you where it's at. This is the front of the building. Okay. Used to be light gray with a funky blue stripe. It's beautiful charcoal gray right across the street from Costco. Oh, right there. Eighteen right across the street. You know the light at Costco in yeah. Salt Lake. That exactly light comes into my driveway. That's okay. Make it happen. That's going to open up tomorrow. We're going to soft, soft open, open that tomorrow, 11 o'clock. If you're looking for an adjustable bed, this is the very best time in our history, and nobody beats us in the country. Nobody beats our price on name brand, best quality adjustable beds. Right now, we're in Orem. I'd love for you to come by. We still have some jazz gear, 86 East University Parkway. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone.